This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. Now she has a Mexican lesbian friend. I don't know where she's from, but she felt to me like she was not that worldly. I just took a sip. (coughs) It came up my nose. (coughs) Gross. Yeah. Okay, well, it'd be Jesus-like. Well, Jesus hung around whores and prostitutes and people who are sick and sinners. Everyone thinks you're funny. I signed you up for an adult education nighttime, like adult ed Ooh. comedy class. Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. The universe is, please take your place in queue. (laughs) Take your number, 573, now serving one. And the universe is like, why do I always have to know what I'm doing? You don't know what you're doing. Like, (laughs) why will I give you any insight when I don't have any right now? Because y'all are messing everything up, humans. So true, my God. Welcome. Yeah, I'm getting... A lot of mixed messages from the universe, Dina. I mean, it's worse than dating the universe right now. <laughs> Much and worse. welcome to a very positive episode of the I Love Funny Women podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Dina Nina. And I am your co-host, Lalita D. How are things other than universal technical difficulties? <laughs> the universe has Zoom fatigue, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> the universe is like, bitch, if you make me log on one more time to advise you on anything, I will stab you in the throat. <laughs> the universe is like, can you hear me? Can you, is this on? <laughs> Maybe if you tried crystals. <laughs> Smudge your goddamn apartment. Oh my God. I am... Um... I feel that there's something going on with the planets again. Is is anything in retrograde uh, besides my estrogen, Dina? I mean, fair. I think that the only thing I know of right now is Mercury's back in retrograde. Is Mercury ever not in retrograde? It is. It is not in retrograde at times. However, it's the vast majority of our lives feels very... I don't know. I haven't experienced the the... Mercury retrograde as badly as I have in past times. This time. Okay. But. Hey, um, we had some good news this week. Uh, ABBA is getting back together. Oh my god! They <laughs> released two new songs, <laughs> and I'm, I, uh, I mean, I don't want to be ageist or anything, but I mean, these people are like eighty. I fair. And and I I watched this documentary on Agnetha and like her stalker, her Swedish stalker. Oh yeah. Maybe it was a. Maybe they were from the Netherlands. It was probably me. Actually, it wasn't me. I was I was always into Anifried. Fair, fair. Um, I want to love the two songs that they released, but I want to love them. But <laughs> it used to be life was much no. simpler in the 70s because you were either into Agneta or into Anifried. Like now we have yeah. Shane and 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 what's Alice and now we also have, you know, the new people <laughs> like Finley and 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 all that. Um so yeah, Danny, 
yeah. Sophie. Uh, it, you know, when we were young, Dina, life was simple. You were either into the blonde one or to, into the brunette. That was it's it. true. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, I was into the blonde. Well, I was into well, the brunette. Much later, much later, I got into the brunette. <gasps> well, and I actually, well, okay, let's not go there. <laughs> you still, no. still there? Yeah, I'm the. <laughs> I'm having a laugh. I don't know. I'm. I have very poor taste in dating partners. So you do. I have to say, I'm. I'm going to back you up in that. <laughs> Did I tell you about a couple of months ago? Like I got a text from this guy that I used to go out with, and he said, "Hey, my wife and I are in town," and I'm like, "What? What? <laughs> text me your wife." I am not trying to three-way, you know, like. Maybe it's his way of saying we can have coffee, but we're not going to do what we usually do after coffee. I just was like, I, how? Why would, <laughs> why would you dare text me when you broke my motherfucking heart and stepped oh. on it with your tiny Ooh. Satan hooves? Ooh, I'm sorry that happened. It's fine. We're over it. I'm sorry he texted me. That's what I'm yeah, like. Yeah, no, seriously. How? Yeah, no, block, 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 block. I, oh my God, I had to block an ex like 10 years ago and I blocked her on the phone and somehow she still got through. So then I had to ring the and there's a whole process. And, um, you know, then it's like a three minute wait in which the whole block gets processed. And so I'm just on the phone with this woman and she goes, so how's your day going? I'm like, I'm blocking my fucking ex. (laughs) (laughs) What more do you need to know about my day? Well, if you're done blocking your ex, we're going to give like a shout out to some people who give us some love on the internet. Starshine13, who I know personally and love them so much, gave us a lovely review on iTunes. So thank you so much for laughing with us and ugly crying with us and we would love it if the rest of you could go over onto iTunes and give us a five star review because you guys it helps us a lot. We would love to hear from you. Do you just want to say hey or tell us your thoughts on the fuckery happening in Texas or you know anything? Go over onto Instagram and tag I love funny women with the hashtag hey Dina and you could be on the podcast or on our YouTube. Go do it now. Do it now. Do it. Hey, this is Door Girl Greg. Thank you for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. If you haven't by now, you should really go to the socials and check out at I Love Funny Women on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube because really, what else are you going to do? And here's what's happening in the news. In a very Orwellian twist of fuckery, Texas has gone in hard on an abortion bill that puts citizens in charge of reporting family, friends, and acquaintances of pregnant persons that wish not to be pregnant, who drive them, fund them, or in any way aid and abet them in getting their pregnancy terminated. So it's like essentially giving that fucking kid who tattled on everyone in grade school a goddamn whistle and $10,000 to tattle on every fucking person. I don't see anything that could go wrong with this. Like, it just sounds perfect. You know what, Dina? I love living in a country where a six-week-old fetus is more protected than democracy. It's true. and But also, immediately the TikTokers went, 
to the site where you were supposed to report the people who were having an abortion or helping people get an abortion, and they shut it down. And then GoDaddy was like, nah, y'all can find somebody else to host that shit. And Lyft and Uber decided to cover the lawyer fees for any of their drivers who were reported for taking someone to a clinic to have their abortion. And then Match and Bumble are creating a fund for any users affected by the law. And look, we all know that women of means who are impregnated by, hmm, I don't know, someone like Ted Cruz. They'll still be getting their abortions. Just sons of wire hanger. Oh, God. Do you think Ted Cruz looks the way he does because his mom tried to get rid of him with a wire hanger? <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right. That tracks. Doesn't it, though? I think that actually is. <laughs> See? Just send uh, send all your lives big questions about the world into I Love Funny Women and we will answer them for you online. Why does Ted Cruz look like that? Now you know. It involved a wire hanger and Texas. In some positive news related to babies, I love babies, Uh Pete Buttigieg and his husband Jason are the proud new parents of adopted babies Penelope and Joseph. I'm just thinking how lovely it will be when all queer couples or single people can go to Texas in eight months and adopt. (laughs) And I don't think that's how it's going to play out, Lolita, (laughs) but I admire your optimism. Thank you. I always see a rainbow at the end of the rainbow, is what I'm saying. The wildfires are still raging in California to the extent that we, over at this end of the country, are now obsessed with AQI, the Air Quality Index. Mm. Everyone is comparing numbers like a bunch of frat boys measuring their erections. (laughs) So were they trying to put out the fires with their jizz? (laughs) Ew, gross, Dina. Uh, And even if they are, it's not working. The Caldor fire is spreading faster than COVID-19 at a college football game. Oh, that's so terrible, but calling really the Bukaki Brigade. Mm-hmm. And in a global music shakeup, Eurovision announces that it will be allowing pre-recorded backing vocals on tracks starting in the 2022 contest. For the first time in the history of the song contest, they're allowing tracks that have backing vocals, but are disallowing any vocal that would in any way enhance the lead vocal. I just feel you said vocal a lot. (laughs) I said vocal a lot. It was very oral. (laughs) It sounds complicated to judge, but then the judging in Eurovision has always been complex. Like Holland doesn't vote for Germany, Greece doesn't vote for Turkey, and nobody ever votes for Israel. And somehow they win on occasions. You know, like They're not even in Europe. I mean, I don't know. And another royal kerfuffle that happened this week when the Queen's death plans were leaked. Oh. Faded on a text sent to the royals. London Bridge is down. Then the PM is alerted and will make a speech and then Charles is going to be made king and then he tours the UK and ten days later they have her funeral and then they bury London Bridge along with the Queen's body. So it's going to be a very big Hang on. Um, London Bridge is down is code for the Queen has passed. Yes. And then Charles goes on a tour. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have mind doing a like a European city tour when my dad passed away. Amen. It's very, <laughs> it's very, you know, 007, but we're going to also take you on a tour. I, 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 wow. Okay. Well, uh, I glad, I'm glad they're not making plans for him to be like sad or anything human like that. <laughs> 
Joe Biden is visiting areas affected by Hurricane Ida. Let's hope he has a workable evacuation plan as he hasn't done so well with that recently. Anyone in a crisis zone is probably not wild about the prospect of President Biden dropping by and possibly ruining their chances of survival. And in an ultimate tell of just how fucked up our world is, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian are like two gross-ass teenagers fingering each other on every staircase and mezzanine in the world. <laughs> Just for the photo ops, right? <laughs> While ex Scott Disick embodies the rich white frat boy who slut shames her on social media. And then it all is just so very Mystic Pizza when Julia Roberts put the dead fishes into the hot rich guy's convertible, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> that's I feel all that's the- a reach, Dina. That is a reach. But that is all the time we have this week for the news. Have you heard about it? Have you experienced it? The I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. This week, Dina talks to a woman you've seen on Showtime on the Latin Divas of Comedy and the Pride Gay and Lesbian Comedy Slam. And she's a staple on the Pride tours around the country. Please welcome my friend, Sandra Valls. I love that we've been talking for like several minutes already. (laughs) Yeah, we've been totally catching up. Hello. Hello. So the, the the series, we're talking about how uh, I have not watched the Selena series, but the yeah. series I did watch was Luis Miguel. Oh my God, Luis Miguel. Have you watched the Luis Miguel series? No. It is, the, it is so like perfectly, I don't want to say corny, but it's because it's in the 80s. Yeah. You know, and he's got that hair and he's just oh, real he dramatic. <laughs> and you have to see it. It gives you a kind of, like I feel bad for Luis Miguel. At first I was like, he's so corny. Now I'm like, oh, his life wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, I mean, I never knew his life wasn't that easy. Oh, I I'm also so watching The Crown. Oh. <laughs> Their lives aren't that easy. Shit. I want there to be like a series about Ana Gabriel and how it <laughs> came out and was like all of a sudden a lesbian icon. Like, that's what I want to see. That's Ana the story I want to see. <laughs> I would and like to titled, see. it's Quien Como Tu. <laughs> The LGBT hero series. The LGBTQ. <laughs> I would love to see, um, um, remember Olga Briskin a while ago where she was like scantily clad and she played the violin? No. Like, well, at least she can play the violin. Really? <laughs> Olga Briskin and Iris Chacon. I grew up with all those. And of course, Charro. Of course, Charro. <clears throat> but Olga Briskin was like this curvaceous bombshell and played like the violin really well. That's I so interesting. I have not to me. said I that name. Did, did, have you watched the Gloria Trevi uh, like reenactment story about Gloria no. Trevi? It was really interesting too. She had a really hard time. Yeah, but did, isn't she like the leader of a ring of like of like <laughs> trafficking? I think she was part of it, but it was very very interesting story. <sighs> I think she got okay. stuck into it. I don't know if she's. I don't know the whole story, but right. I watched it and I was high the whole time. So, did you watch Walter Mercado? Um. Um. Yes. Okay. The moment it happened, and I was Mucho like, amor. "Oh, so." Oh. I love Walter Mercado. We grew up with so him so much. I, I know. know. Oh, I, there's the the world is a little bit less bright because. Where did you grow up, Dina? 
in Dallas. So you, yeah. So I'm in Austin. Yeah. So you get yeah. the whole Texas vibe. Totally. Yeah. You know the Texas Latino vibe. Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, a whitey, but like, but all no, my friends but were Latinas. Like, I, well. But you're not. You're an honorary Latina. No, I, I I was married. Latinx. Sorry. I, was, I married oh. myself. Oh, that's right. Martinez. <laughs> that's fine. Latinx. I um I I look white, so I pass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get to hear all the crap that people are saying about us. Yeah. I'm like, really? Hello? I always say that I'm the Rachel Dolezal of the Latino community. But I told people ahead of time. Like uh, I was like, I I, I just you. took a sip. <laughs> it came up my nose. <laughs> Gross. So I murder somebody on the podcast and make them like <laughs> suck in their water and die. I can't. Oh my God, Sandra. Hello. I'm so happy to see you. First of all, it's been an age and a half. It's been a while. You are such an inspiration to me and mm. I love all you do and how you show up in the world. I, I say it think I say that all the time in the podcast, but I bring people I'm like, I love and I think are amazing. Thank you. So you, you grew up in Texas. Also what's happening in Texas right now, y'all? Oh, damn. No, I'm embarrassed and I'm so disgusted. So disgusted. Like I literally took my sticker. I mean, cause I've been in Texas since the pandemic and I did grow up mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. and you know, not everyone's a dick in Texas, but I literally took True. the sticker off my car. I'm like, uh-uh. If I travel out of the country, I don't want to. I mean, out of the, the state, which feels like a country. It totally. I was like, I don't. Oh, I love. I, I, I mean, I call it home. I grew up in Laredo and I'm in Austin right now. But what's happening here is atrocious. Yeah. I, and I, I don't know. And it's on so many fronts. Abbott is insane. I, I don't I don't even know like I'm not I don't know I'm numb about it but I and I'm angry and I if I think about it I, I get sick to my stomach yeah and we're like Wisconsin's next you know I think we're <laughs> it'll happen like Texas Missouri Wisconsin you know like but, it's but just... you know it just it's still a lot of of I believe and uh, and you're very spiritual too I really believe that so many things that are happening are out of human hands. And I think that really people have to just, and I'm not saying thoughts and prayers. I'm saying really plug into source mm -hmm. and their higher power and really get some guidance to see how we can handle this uh, yeah. in, a, in a higher plane because this is not working. It's true. This, is, this isn't working. It's not working for anyone. There's still work, I mean, you know, and there's still, I think there's always going to be work to be done, but there's still a lot of, you know, somebody asked me about like, why do you think we still need prides? I'm like, really? <laughs> because, yeah, because there's still a lot of work changes mm -hmm. to be made. So given the, the evolution of the LGBTQ uh, community, um, we've made incredible strides but over the decades like we still like we just refocus who we're going to marginalize most and right now yeah. it's trans kids that's right and people of color and i feel like it's kind of like it's the it's the lgbt movement but it's also so much further beyond that because 
like we're still having a hard time valuing women as human beings with bodily autonomy and yeah. like we're that is and i posted today i was like look if you are anti-abortion cool but you have to understand that with if this stands and roe v wade gets you know like overturned mm-hmm. and um completely throughout the whole country it's going to affect you as a woman whether you believe in abortion or not it's going That's to right. affect you in some way shape or form so don't be don't be uh don't be surprised when when they come for you when, when they come when for they you? come for you yeah yeah but i also think it happens uh uh you know how they say that saying each one teach one yeah you know, it happens. I, I recently flew to Akron Pride and I deliberately put on a t-shirt and I deliberately put on something that might be a little gay or a little political or something. I'm not, I'm not in your face anymore. I've grown out of that because um, I'm in my 50s now. Uh, I matured, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> but I do subtly like wear something when I'm going to be around a, a variety of people, especially flying. <clears throat> and this time around, I'm glad I wore uh, a t-shirt that said legalize gay. And we got stuck for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in Washington Dulles. And then it was canceled at the very end of my, my flight. But I made friends with this amazing woman named Rita who, because she didn't know where to go and she was lost and whatever. And when I took my, my hoodie off, <clears throat> it said legalize gay. And you could tell she was like oh, a little awkward because she's very Christian. But we had some of the most amazing conversations, gentle conversations. And mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I made an impact on her mm-hmm. in a way that she, and plus also I'm Mexican, which she didn't know, which she visibly was confused as to now she has a mexican lesbian friend that you know i don't know where she's from but she it felt to me like she was not uh that um worldly i guess yes. <laughs> it's like her second flight of her whole life and she's and now she's uh-huh. by herself so she i know damn well that i changed her mind just a little bit about what she thinks the gay community is about or is and mexicans <laughs> latinas um <clears throat> Because the conversations we were having about religion and about, you know, you know, you were born in sin. And I'm like, well, no, I don't think so. I think people just make poor choices along the way, like we all have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, she ended up going to another hotel and then going her own merry way. And we hugged goodbye. And it was... Uh, that's why my plane was... I, I believe there's a reason why everything happens and that is why my plane was delayed so long so that i could at least maybe change this person a little bit or or expand her her horizon about about how you know the gay community is and and i represented latinas and the gay community and i think that that keeps showing up in people's lives in a different way Mm -hmm. and i believe unless we gently and i believe love wins still lovingly it's hard. Don't get me wrong, because I did. I do want to punch people in the face sometimes. Mm-hmm. Don't even you with, know. With love and light. With love and light, uh, I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> but you know, I think that's how we're gonna create the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, us people who who 
I consider myself a light worker. I know you do too. Yeah. I think everyone is. I think everyone mm -hmm. has uh, the capacity and the this the the tools, the gear, yeah. and the innate um, uh, their gift, their their gift and ability. their their ability, their essence mm -hmm. to to choose to change people one at a time. Not change. It's a horrible word, but to make to enlighten and make aware to awaken other people to hey you know what like you said you have every right to feel however you feel that's your journey with you mm -hmm. and your god but you cannot impose that on me i find it very hypocritical in texas that they're like why should i wear a mask it's my body my choice right uh, <laughs> really and that's not okay. just in texas that's everywhere like like it's here in wisconsin and and i'm like you don't see the correlate you don't see what you're what um I'm also always, at, and as somebody who came out of the, <laughs> sprung forth from the womb of, you know, uh, evangelical Jesus. Christianity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I find it uh, profoundly broken and wrong the way that people that say they're Christians treat other people when Absolutely. you look at you go through the red letters and he never said any of that. Like he, mm -hmm. he never said it. That's who you're supposed to be following. But who you're following is Paul. You're a Paulian is what I like to say. Mm -hmm. You are, you are um, following pharisaical views, which is that tent from Paul was all pharisaical from the pharisaical, from the, from the establishment <laughs> and then you call them a pharisees and they the pharisee and they'll freak i, I want to say that i do that with love but i also really love seeing their reaction i never understood even as a child i mean i went through catholic school my whole life very mexican very catholic how people could condemn other people who call themselves the biggest christians and then they're doing all these crazy things too and as a kid, my mother was like, don't say anything. Be quiet. Be quiet. I'm like, but what's going on? Like, here you are saying these people or they, whoever they don't like or are doing so wrong. And then they're doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. You know, don't throw <laughs> stones from from a glass house. And, and like when Jesus said, you know, the person who doesn't have sin cast the first stone. I love that. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, it'd be Jesus-like. Well, Jesus hung around whores and prostitutes and people who were sick and sinners and didn't judge anyone. Right. Except for the religious establishment. As that's, except. That's the only example of him being judgmental or being furious or angry about something. What about when Jesus was furious and angry that they were selling things in the temple? That was it. That, yeah, that was that moment. That's what I'm saying. So, so. And that was towards the establishment. That was towards the. How do you have a mansion and a private jet? And people are dying. How do you listen? You don't need that much. And now, okay, everyone can have their their riches. Of course, that's what they want. You know, they deserve to have. You know, be they worked so hard for yes, it. Yes, okay, but you know what? There's there's only a limit that a human being really needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, before you yeah. start going, that's just not right. Mm -hmm. I just I don't think it's right. I agree. I agree. And the most, uh, the elite richest people of the ruling class right now are building things to leave the planet instead of using that money. That's to exactly what I was, the that's planet. the argument I had. Yes. I was like, well, well, but it, you know, they have a right. To, yes, they have a right. But yeah. the people on the planet are dying. So I don't get it. 
I don't care. Because I don't care about the people. Oh, uh, now let's get on to more fun things. We're so having. We... Well, but no, but this comes out <laughs> in, a, in our comedy, though, Dina. It does. Yeah. This is a, this is the root of who we are. And I, I don't think we're being any, any negative or bitter. I think that we right. we notice. I mean, I know that you're a big empath and you're an intuitive and, mm-hmm. and that as well. And uh, when you see you see what I see, we see, we see, we feel. And so we feel a lot more than the regular right. Joe Blow happening. So yeah. for me, it's like, you know what? There is a healing that has to happen through my comedy. There has to be. That's, that, is the, that is the thing, the avenue. You know, there's yeah. a healing that happens through these podcasts, that whatever. However, you, you know, you're, you're a comedy spiritual surgeon is what we are. And so, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that I'm out there healing the masses. But if you need to laugh, you need to laugh great. But there's a message going on here. Other comics have other things that they do. That's great. There is there is a, a transformation that happens when we tell our jokes, whether we kill it or we don't kill it, or whether we you know are hilarious or not. Sometimes, yeah. one or somebody has to hear what we have to say because that is the the we are the the channel of it. Mm. And I say channel because I don't take I don't take the credit. It's a channel mm-hmm. of okay. Now where do you need me? You talk to your yeah. source. Where do you need me? How do you want me to be in this crowd? What does this crowd need to hear? You know. Can you speak kind of through me while they laugh and me being stupid and, you know, sing a couple songs? I think that's yeah. important, though. I agree. I think that's you know, amazing. The- I wasn't not at all trying to discount one of the things that I love so much about this podcast and what I love so much about my my group of women that I've, I've uh, pulled towards me over the years is that we are deep. We are serious. We are hilarious. We are all the nuance that people don't get in a 10 minute uh, interaction with us. And, and I love having those, these conversations. So uh, definitely. And that is true. I believe that every word we say impacts those around us. And when we show up in love, even when we may not be so loving in our words, our intention Mm -hmm. behind it, is is impactful and being in that place being in that space at the same time is how how has your comedy changed mm. i so i'm years. still working on it comes out really like right now it's it's more processing emotions like people all the time are like i went on stage and somebody was like are you okay? Do you need to be on suicide watch? And I'm like, I'm not actively suicidal. Right, right. I'm just waiting for sweet, sweet death. You know, like yeah, yeah, so hilarious. It's dark, but and people, I think that what I'm, what I'm trying to find, is a reconciliation within myself for all of the trauma that is being exposed because of the pandemic, and that that has been caused by what's happening during the pandemic and and that that is is, but 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 we but we change it around we we're the messengers of that and we're just saying what you're thinking too but we say it in a way that is funny that is funny or angry or whatever but someone has to say it Mm -hmm. it's been a lot raw a lot more raw since on this side of the on this side of the shutdown i guess the thing is also what people have to understand is it's our therapy too Mm -hmm. it's not just me you know 
concocting something and then giving it to you. It's also, it's therapeutic for us to go out there and talk about something in, in front of all these people. Yeah. And transformative. I, I think it's important to, you know, point out certain things. How did you stumble into comedy? Uh, <laughs> a while ago, I was 20-something, and uh, I was dating this woman in Boston, and I was uh, in a band. I was in bands, bands, and I, I went to acting school. And, um, but I always, you know, uh, thought comedy was great. And I was always cracking jokes. I, you know, it was funny, the funny one. And so she was like, everyone thinks you're funny. I signed you up for, uh, uh, an adult education nighttime, you know, like adult ed Ooh. comedy class. Yeah. But we were having problems at the time as we were going to couples therapy. And so in the middle of therapy, she breaks up with me. It was like October-ish. And she had signed me up. I don't know if it's for my birthday in August or for Christmas. I don't know. She had given me that that as a gift. So she broke up with me. And she goes, well, what about the comedy class? And I'm like, screw the comedy class. I don't want to go to the damn comedy class. I was just dumped, right? Um, and then my friend was like, no, dude, you need to go make friends. Because when I moved <laughs> to Boston, uh, all the friends that I made were actually her friends. And so I didn't have any friends, really mm. good friends of my own. So he goes, no, 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 it's good that you go make friends. So I went to the comedy class to make friends. And it's a nighttime class. It was in Brookline, Massachusetts. And I I made a couple of friends. And this guy is teaching. His name is Rick. He's teaching this comedy class. And I'm going, oh, I kind of already do all of that. I didn't know that I could have a career out of it, right? Right. My very first comedy thing was above a Chinese restaurant. It was called Sacrificing Virgins. Uh, that was That's how he called it after the comedy class. And I loved it. I la and and my ex girlfriend came to the show and I was talking all about her, um, <laughs> and I loved it and that's how I stumbled across. I mean I didn't take it seriously at first. Yeah. And sidebar, we still were my my ex girlfriend from twenty five years ago and I still chant together. We're Buddhists. Uh, we meet online on Zoom and we just we just still chant together. Um, that's so, amazing. Yeah, a, a whole career came out of that and I didn't take it seriously until basically, I would say the two thousands. Early 2000, I moved to L.A. and I'm like, this is what I really love to do. I really, well, I love everything about uh, uh, about the arts. There's different things, you know. We, yeah. we don't just do one thing. But that's how, I was like, well, you, you're going to pay me to, to bitch about whatever I'm going on in my life? Uh, okay. <laughs> Again, some people pay better than others. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I wish it was more abundant. Talk about what you want, not what you yeah. like. <laughs> I wish it was more abundant. I love how abundant my my uh, comedy gigs are. I love how abundant my gigs are going to be. I look I love... forward to all the money and abundance. <laughs> I look forward to I am the thousands of dollars. I am grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Eager and expecting more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I just adore you and I think you're amazing. Uh let's how about this this okay. is one of my favorite questions that i haven't asked Go ahead. um on this specific podcast um you're making a mixtape you're oh. it's your final journey ever you're making a mixtape what's on it stevie nicks of course uh, all the time <laughs> always and forever stevie nicks but her early albums because toward the end there i'm like what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> i still can't understand what you're saying you're kind of rambling and there's no chorus um Okay, so Stevie Nicks, of course, a couple of songs, a couple of Bonnie Raitt songs, Sean Colvin. Yes. 
Remember Sean Colvin? Oh my God, yes. Uh, riding shotgun down the avalanche. That first one. Her album Cover Girl of covers was amazing. Love Sean Colvin. Uh, Nancy Griffith. Yes. Who, may she rest in peace, she passed. I love Tracy Chapman. The Jonas Brothers. I gotta say, they're my boyfriends. Because <laughs> they're bubblegum. When I don't want to think, when I just want to, like, be stupid. And we got together. And then i Okay. That's the only male I know. That you've... <laughs> and I love Brothers. it. Um, Melissa Etheridge, of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, my God. I- I'm going to have a huge mixtape. Tell me your two favorite Stevie Nicks songs. Dreams, which I do an amazing cover of. You have to hear it. Yes. I must. It's so I tough. I can't think of it? the second one. There's a million one. There's a million. Sorcerer is one of my favorite songs. Are you serious? I love that song that is so like... much. Yes. And then, are you serious? That's like one, so of her, serious. one of her latest. And I love that album, <clears throat> especially that album, but definitely Sorcerer is one of my favorite songs. It's hard. It's know. hard. Dreams and I don't know. I don't know the other one. A lot of them. The whole Belladonna it's, album. I mean, you're like everything. Everything's my favorite. I can't. Everything's my, I mean, mm. I literally look at my face. I'm like, like looking away, trying to think. <laughs> I'm literally looking away. I don't know. I want to do a duet amazing. with Stevie Nicks. I do duets with Stevie Nicks all the time in my car. And I imagine me coming on stage like, hello, hi. And, you know, or I, I am singing one of her songs and all of a sudden she's like on stage and I'm like, <gasps> and right away we just know what parts are each other's parts. Did she just spin up on my stage, girl? I was like, oh, hi, girl, hi. And then we look at each other and we do the the whole, like, looking at each other duet thing. Sandra, you are a delight, and it's been lovely having you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> and I can you, talk to you all day. Where can we find you on the socials? And then we're going to We love Sandra.com. We love Sandra.com. Um, and on Facebook and Insta. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you. And Dana. that's all we have for this week. Thanks again for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. You can find us on all the social media at I Love Funny Women, and you can find us on YouTube as well. This podcast was written by me and me. And you can find me on all the socials at Dina Nina XO. And I am Lalita D Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Find our guest Sandra Valls on Instagram at Sandra Valls, V-A-L-L-S-1. And Door Girl Greg is on Instagram at G.G. Potter. And of course, my lovely friend, my heart, my Krista Garner, who is the announcer, can be found on Instagram at Krista Garner. This is an Artemis Glow studio production. In association with Crossover Media and AMG. Have a great week. Have a great week.